Afro Tales Podcast is a part of the Connected Podcast Network. Chef, Chef. Yes, Glio. Don't you love how we get to share our stories and recipes? Yes, I enjoy it greatly. Do you know what makes it possible for everyone to hear us? Yes, Glio. Our voices, obviously. True, but it's also Anchor, a hosting platform that distributes the podcast to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and others. Oh, yes. And isn't everything needed to make a podcast in one place? That's correct. And the best thing of all, Chef, it's free. Free, you say? Free. And all I had to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So, you just had to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yep, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and do what we're doing now. Fantastic, Grio. Simply fantastic. I know, Chef. I know. Ahoy, my friend, and welcome aboard the Afro Tales Podcast, a ship that will carry us from location to location, exploring the tales that grew from the African diaspora in the Americas and the Caribbean. I am Amon Mazinga, your teller of yarns. As we head out, a particular yarn for each location will be spun. Come, sit with me, and enjoy this journey. So Jan Decken, the mayor issued a proclamation saying that there was not a more beautiful mulatto woman in the whole world than Sayan Decken. Belia, a carriage driver, loved Soyan, but he had never told her so because he was afraid she'd reject him. No doubt she was pretty, conceited, and cantankerous, but he knew that he was no small potato himself. There was a party in the Cabildo to honor Soyan. The mayor attended it. Soyan came to the party like a queen, putting on airs, and wowed everybody with her beauty. She spent the night dancing with the mayor and nobody else. Watching her dance, Belio's heart filled with poison. He couldn't stand to see her acting with such affection and so disdainfully. But his eyes ran after her radiance and after the swing of her hips. He always saw her dancing and chatting with the white man. She was even lovey-dovey with him. What a mulatto woman. She could have been born to put on perfume and sit on a throne. She was high class. With her flirtatious silk cloak and her cotton gown, Soyan was very desirable in her apotheosis. She was ready to be the mistress of a rich white man. Later, among the Negroes, she would boast of being a white lily. Belio sharpened his hatred to prevent a tragedy he left the party, but demons carried him through the dark streets of the city. The trumpet, there at the cabildo, 
kept the night awake. And Belial, may God have already forgiven you, went to see the witch doctor of the Seba, who lived inside death, and who spent his days concocting evil deeds. Soyan used to sleep late into the morning like a great lady. Neither the early street noises nor the arguments in common patio of her dwelling could disturb her sleep. Not until well after 11 did she even think about getting up. And just because of who she was, so pretty and desirable, she would do nothing around the house. It was her mother, an exquisite ironer, who did the chores around the house and who earned a living because she was conceited and beautiful. Soyan was always seated in front of the mirror or at the front window. Soyan came back in the wee hours of the morning from the party at the Cabildo, but she didn't go to bed. When the street overflowed with cries of the fruit and vegetable vendors and the Chinese fish vendor came knocking at the window, Soyan said to her mother, Give me the dirty laundry. I'll go wash it at the river. You are so beautiful. And after the party, why are you going to wash in the river? But Soyan, as if someone invisible were whispering in her ear, repeated solemnly, Yes, dearest mommy, give me the laundry. Today, I have to wash in the river. The old woman never contradicted her daughter in the slightest. So she made a bundle with all the clothes in the house and gave it to her daughter, who left carrying the bundle on her head. People say that the sun has never since seen a creature with more beautiful figure or a more graceful swaggering woman. That morning, when Soyan was going to the Almadares River, she carried in her walk the halo of the morning and in her gown the sway of the breeze. There hasn't been in the whole world a prettier mulatto woman than Soyan, a Cuban woman from Havana, delectable, who washed herself with sweet basil to ward off tribulation and pain. There, where the river became a creek and the water became a child playing on the shore, Soyan untied the bundle and, kneeling on a rock, started washing the clothes. Everything was emerald green, and Soyan began to feel isolated, like a prisoner in a magic circle, alone in the middle of an imperturbable glass world. A new presence in the serenity made her raise her eyes, and she saw Belio standing a few steps from her in the middle of the river, armed with a rival and motionless like a statue. So Jan was afraid, afraid of the infant water that keeps no secret, afraid of the silence, of the light, of the mystery that suddenly became so naked. What a surprise, Belio, to find you here. Have you come to hunt, Belio? Last night at the party, Alta Gracia, Elidora, and Marijuana, the one from Limanoa, 
were looking for you. And I thought, Belio, that you would dance with me. I'm not telling you this to trick you because nobody can weave a dance one single tile like you. But Belio was not listening. He was absent from life. He stared fixedly off into the distance and his eyes were glassy and detached like eyes of a cadaver. Belio's arms started to move slowly and stiffly like a zombie. Belio began to load his rifle and then he shot into the air in every direction. Belio! Soyan tried to escape but she could not lift her feet. The rock held her fast. The creek bed was very close to the surface and the pebbles were shining like the blue beads of Yamaya's necklace. The bottom of the creek was shallow but started to sink. The clean, clear water, which before was playing like a child at the shore, grew big, deep, and secret. The rock on which she had knelt moved by itself carried Soyan away. She found herself in the middle of a wide and murky river, and she began to slowly sink. There was Belio, close enough to touch but still oblivious to her predicament. Belio kept loading his rifle and shooting in all directions, and the water didn't open under his feet to swallow him, as little by little it was doing to her. Belio! Belio! Save me! Look at me! Have mercy! I'm so pretty! Why should I die? But Belio did not hear anything. Belio! You are such a bad fellow. You have a stone for a heart. But Soyan was seeking slowly, faithfully. The water was already at her waist. She thought about her mother and cried for her. Soyan, Dekin, Dekin, Soyan. Soyan, Dekin, Dekin, I hurt the old woman as she skillfully ironed white stomachers with a thousand plagues trembled all over with anguish soyan dekin dek soyan soyan dekin dekin i hurt the mother rushed desperately out into the street half naked not even throwing her shawl over her shoulders in tears, she asked her neighbors for help. They called a constable. He asked, Who saw Soyan go toward the river? They searched the two banks of the Amadaras River. The old mother kept hearing the laments of her daughter trapped in the liquid ambush. Dekin, I hurt. Now the constable and the neighbors could also hear Soyan's cries for help. Everyone could hear her, except Belio. Only Soyan's head was above water. 
Oh, Leo, this is Bilongo. My dear black man, goodbye. I loved you so. My sweet saint, I liked you, my man. And I didn't tell you because you were so arrogant. I didn't let you know because I feared your disdain. Belio appeared to wake up suddenly from his dream. A dream that had lasted a long time. Or maybe his whole life. The river had completely covered Soyan. Her immense head of hair was floating in the somber green water. Quickly, Belio, with all his limbs freed, grabbed Soyan by her hair and pulled with all his strength. But the stones wouldn't let go of their prey. Blio was left standing with large locks of hair in each hand. For three days, the women and the constable looked for Soyan's body. The Almadez River, however, kept it forever. People say in Chimbe, the shrimp seller, saw it himself that there, where the river is the cleanest and deepest, you can see on the bottom a splendid beautiful mulatto woman who expands the heart of the waters with her moves. So Jan is there in the water's green pupil. At night, the mulatto woman surges from the water and strolls along the surface without ever getting close to the shore, and on the banks a negro man weeps. Soyan's hair is the green mud of the Amadeus River. The end. Ah yes, what a story. First things first, I want to apologize for the sound quality. Something is going on with my computer and I don't know what it is. I have not figured it out. I have a new mic and I still cannot figure out what is going on. And I apologize for that. But if you bear with me, we can get this. We can get through this. Alright, my friends? But to the story. So yeah. Um, I want to apologize for the miss pronunciation of the names uh, they are Afro-Cuban names and I know I have probably said them wrong I have practiced them and I have looked them up to see how to properly say them and I apologize for the mispronunciation but this story is such a tragedy I feel so bad for both of them Soyan and Belio. It when you love somebody, but their attitude just isn't right. And you just you don't know how to let them know I love you, but your attitude, your your aura is wrong. But I do love you. That's that's hard to do sometimes. And and some people don't figure out how to 
let the other person know until it's too late. Um, so you have to work on that. You know, we have to work on that. Letting each other know about our emotions and how we feel about things. And if that person is just not right for you, they're just not right. If you see somebody and they don't give you the attention that you want, that's okay. Let them go. It's their loss. Move on. Don't put a curse on them. Don't put a curse on yourself. Don't bring them harm because you can't be with them. Don't do that. Because when you take them away because you can't be with them, you take a bright star, the moon, the sun out of somebody's life. All because you were being selfish. Don't be selfish. Love them from a distance. Love them and understand that as much as you love them, you just can't have them. We love to have millions and billions of dollars, but we can't have it all the time. We can't always have what we want. And I think that's what this, this story really goes to. It's a tragedy. Two people that wanted something and couldn't have what they wanted and didn't realize that a simple conversation with each other might have fixed it all. It is Halloween, right? And so this is the time for uh, sad stories, tragedies, death, witchcraft, and everything in between. I know this is more of a tragic tale than a spooky one. But just think, if you live in Cuba right now, there is a woman in the Almaderas River waiting for you. There is a man on the banks waiting. Both are going to take you down the river. Well, enjoy that ride. (laughs) But until next time, thank you for coming on this journey with me. Thank you and I will see you next time. But until then, go see the chef. He has a wonderful meal. And as always, have a blessed day. My friends, welcome to the galley. I am your chef, chef. And today we have a wonderful meal inspired by today's story. Today we will make yaka con moho. Oh, a wonderful dish. What you will need for this beautiful meal is two pounds of peeled and cut yaka fresh or frozen cut into one 
to two inch chunks. Not very big, no. One large onion. Red is preferred. A third cup white vinegar. A quarter cup lime juice. A quarter cup orange juice. Two tablespoons fresh cilantro chopped, not diced. Okay? Six teaspoons of minced garlic. It is going to make it good. A quarter cup of olive oil. One teaspoon of oregano. Half a teaspoon of cumin. Some kosher salt. Freshly ground black pepper. Citrus fruit for garnish. Okay? Mm, delicious. Now, how do we prepare the meal? Okay, very easy. First, we will boil the yucca in a large pot of generally salted water for 30 minutes or until tender. Fork tender, that is. While the yucca is boiling, peel the onion and cut into thin slices. Soak the onion in the vinegar. Let pickle for 20 to 25 minutes, then drain. Reserve this. Remove yucca from the heat. Let it sit in warm water until ready to serve. Whisk the lime and orange juice and cilantro and garlic in a bowl. Whisking is very easy and these are small portions. Heat oil in the saucepan over medium heat. Add the oregano, the cumin and onions and cook until onions are soft transparent even. Pour vinegar over onions and cook for one minute more. Then, when ready to serve, drain the yucca and toss in the citrus marinade. Pour the hot onions over the yucca. Add the salt and pepper to taste. Serve warm with the citrus garnish. And that is it, my friend. A very simple meal. And now, as always, do what you do. Let me know how the dish comes out for you. And until we have another wonderful dish like this, remember, Soyan, she was a wonderful woman. And enjoy your meal. My friends, we are here, and I want to thank you for coming out here on this voyage with me. Thank you for doing what you do and giving me the time to get to this point. I want you to join me in thanking Art by Chalet. I want to also join me in thanking those who create the sound effects and music on freesound.org and Free Music Archive. I want you to Share this journey with your family and friends so that way they can be blessed just as you are. If you want to leave a comment or a review so others can learn about this voyage, please do so wherever you can. All other ways to support 
and contact me will be in the show notes. So please go there, check it out, and do what you do best and be you. Again, thank you. And until next time, have a blessed day.